I have come to this place in my life. I'm full, but I've not satisfied this longing to have more of you. I can feel it. My heart is convinced. I'm thirsty. My soul can't be quenched. You already know this, but still, come and do whatever you want to. I'm standing knee-deep, but I'm out where I've never been. I feel you coming, and I hear your voice on the wind. Would you come and tear down the boxes that I've tried to put you in? Let love come teach me who you are again. Take me back to the place where my heart was only about you. And all I wanted was just to be with you. Come and do whatever you want to. Further and further, my heart moves away from the shore. Whatever it looks like, whatever may come, I am yours. Further and further, my heart moves away from the shore. Whatever it looks like, whatever may come, I am yours. Then you crash over me, and I've lost control, but I'm free. I'm going under. I'm in over my head. And you crash over me. I'm where you want me to be. I'm going under. I'm in over my head. Whether I sink or whether I swim, it makes no difference when I am beautifully in over my head. Whether I sink or whether I swim, it makes no difference when I am beautifully in over my head. And I am beautifully in over my head. When I heard the lyrics of, of this song, In Over My Head, I'm sure many of us in here have heard that, those lyrics put out by Bethel, Bethel Music. I, I, was, I was amazed how the word beautiful and in over my head could, could fit in the same sentence. It didn't really make any sense to me. It's, when I think of beautiful, when I think of something being over my head, beautiful was the last description that comes to my mind. Like, I can, I can remember that one time when I was in a pool, I was, uh, I was a little kid. I don't remember how old I was, but, but I was in a pool, and, and I, I can't swim, okay? I, at that time, I couldn't swim, okay? I, I can move around a little bit, you know. That's what we say. Doggy paddle, right? But I was in a pool. And uh, I remember being in the kiddie side of the pool. And uh, I just, I mean, I saw everyone in the, in, in the deep end. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test this out. I'm going to go a little bit further down into the deep end, man, right? We all had that. So I'm just going to, I'm walking out. I'm going a little bit further out into the deep end, right? And, and the water's coming up and up and up. And then something crazy happens. Like, you know where the story goes. Something crazy happened, and my foot slipped. My foot slipped, y'all, I'm telling you. My foot slipped, and I start falling forward. I'm going the wrong direction, okay? I'm supposed to be going back to the shallow, and I can't swim, guys. 
And my foot slips, and I'm going forward. And, oh, man, I, I went further than I wanted to go, deeper than I intended to go. And somebody, again, like I said last summer, oh, no. Someone say, oh, no. Someone say, oh, no. Man, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, no. I, I start falling forward, and, and you know, like anyone, anyone else would do, the first thing that comes to mind is hold your breath because you're about to go underwater. So I can't scream for help. I'm about to go underwater. Although I would drown. And so I'm holding my breath, and I'm, 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 I'm slipping forward, and I'm trying to grab. I see my sister, Tawanda. I see my sister just right, right in front of me, right? I, I, just like I'm thinking maybe I can reach her shoulder and keep myself above water, right? Because I'm, I'm about to be in over my head, and I'm going, and I'm, and I'm reaching out, and she's just a little too far. And I end up somehow doing a front flip in the water, y'all. I did a front flip in the water, and, <laughs> and it wasn't funny then, okay? I'm laughing it off now. All right, I did a front flip in the water, and, and I, I somehow managed to panic my way out of the situation, and I'm like coughing up water. Uh, uh, I'm on the side. I'm never going over there again. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm done with this. I was in, I was in over, um, I was in over my head. I was terrified. And so when I'm thinking of this whole phrase, beautiful and in over my head, I'm like, what in the world? Because when I think of in over, over my head, it's not, there's nothing nothing beautiful about it. There's nothing beautiful about drowning and over your head. Is there something beautiful about that? Someone say nothing beautiful about that, right? Nothing, ain't nothing beautiful about that, right? And so um, when most of us think of, about, about um, being in over our, our heads, we see ourselves like, like, like me at that moment, um, panicking, uh, slipping, our heart racing, Terrified, trying our best to keep ourselves uh, above the water, above the wave, trying to keep ourselves um, doing anything necessary to keep ourselves from drowning. So uh, instead of going on the deep end, instead of going in over our heads, like, man, why am I going to go over there? I'm, I'm here in the shallow ends. I like the shallow ends, right? Don't we like the, if you like the shallow end, raise your hand. Look, kid, we got kids, and if you like the shallow end, wait, do you, you in the shallow end? I see you, Reagan. Yeah, I see you in the shallow end. Well, I like the shallow end, too, okay? So we're in the same boat. But I think a lot of us like the, the shallow end in life. We, we, we don't want to go in over our heads, and, and so what we do is, is, is we like, oh, I'm going to play, I'm going to do my thing here in the shallow end, but once I come near the edge, like, ah. I might get like I might get like right here, but listen, I'm not going further than that because we don't want to risk going in over our head because we know that being in over our head means that we're gonna drown. Why? Because we can't swim in the in the shallow end. It's what the phrase says: we're in over our heads. It's too much for us. We're not ready. And so what we do is we try to settle in where it's comfortable. And like I said, maybe getting closer to the deep end, but not too far. We don't want to risk going in over our heads. But often we find as we walk with God, 
He calls us out to a place where we are in over our heads. And his calling is literally crashing down over us. And, and, and as, as uh, children of God, we know when we get into God's word and, and we're walking with him throughout his scripture, there's so many things that God is calling us to do um, that, that's in over our heads. Like, like uh, I appreciated something Craig said, our pastor, uh, our pastor, um, our senior pastor, he said last uh, week, and he said it for, for a few weeks, um, about, about um, how husbands are to treat their wives like Christ treats the church. Church and I'm like, oh wow, that applies to me now. I'm married, <laughs> and 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 um, I'm grateful for it. But it's like, wow, Craig was over here, and he was, and and he, our, our our pastor, he was over here saying, um, that man, that's like an end over your head experience. How on earth are we there to treat someone and like Christ did? That's a huge bar. God raised the bar up real high. And so we have a lot of things in God's word that he's calling us to, like to love our neighbor and, and, and to love our enemy. And, and, and so many things in God's word that he calls us to that it's like, oh, God, how on earth can I accomplish this? How on earth can I meet the standards you have for me, meet the calling you have for me? God, that's in over my head. I'm going to stay over here. That person looks like he need, he's in need of my help, and I have, the, I have what it takes to, to help him. I have the resources you've given to me, but I'm going to hold myself over here, God, because uh, I'm a little shy. I can't do that, God. Or, God, I know that you work with me and give me the ability like, to, 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 to be out and speak in front, but God, I don't know if I can go out and, and public speak, and I'm, I'm afraid I can't talk. I can't, you know, so there's many things that we feel like all of us, we all can relate that God is calling us deep in over our heads. This is so I won't get caught in mouth, y'all. That's the truth. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to go um, if you have your Bibles again, I'm going to tell you to go with Exodus 3, Exodus chapter 3, okay? And I'm going to give us a, a little bit about the story of Moses. We're just going to dive a little bit into his Moses, uh, the story of Moses. You all, a lot of you heard of, heard of it, so I won't spend a whole bunch of time there. But we're going to see a little bit of his testimony this morning. Is that okay? Amen? Amen. All right. So, so we're talking about Exodus 1, Exodus 2, right? We have the Israelites, right? They're, in, they're slaves, God's people. They're enslaved by the Egyptians, right? Because they're becoming too many in the land. They're multiplying. And the more the Egyptians um, uh, oppress them, the more babies they're having, right? It's like the baby boom all over again. They're, they're having babies, 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 right? And so they're, they're becoming too, merit, they're becoming too um, uh, many. And so Pharaoh gives an order to throw the... Um, the baby boys into the Nile, right? Right. Um, that's a scary thing, right there. So the, uh, Pharaoh gives an order to throw the baby boys, right, into the into the uh, Nile. Moses at the time was a baby boy, right? Moses at the time, right? His mother hid him for about three months, right? His mother hid him and put him in a basket um, uh, uh, among the reeds um, near the riverbank, right, of the, of, the, of, of the river, right. And so um, Pharaoh's daughter sees him, right? So Moses is saved, okay? So that's the gist of that. Moses, Moses is saved as a baby. He's supposed to be, he, he's, he was supposed to um, be thrown in the river, but he's saved, right? And so um, Pharaoh's daughter sees um, the, the basket and the baby in the basket, right? And so um, 
Pharaoh has a, uh, Pharaoh's daughter has um, uh, a pity on him, right? And so what she does is she ends up, you know, uh, moral of, of the story, she ends up um, raising him as, as, a, as her son. So Moses is raised as an Egyptian, right? Um, and so one day, um, at, so here we let's back up. So Moses, Moses an Israelite, um, was saved by the grace of God, and then he is uh, found by, by the Egyptians, raised as an Egyptian, okay? Raised as an Egyptian. And so Moses grows up, right, raised as an Egyptian. And, he, and he's grown man now. And so Moses, being raised as an Egyptian, sees one of his people's, um, one of his own people, right? He went out to look, right, uh, of all their afflictions. And he sees one of his own people, a Hebrew, being beaten by an Egyptian, right? And so Moses, Moses, this is my people, right? They're being beaten by an Egyptian. And Moses is like, at this point, uh, just anger, right? And so what he does, he takes them out. Moses completely takes the man out. He hides the body. And, and Pharaoh hears of this. Word gets to Pharaoh, right? And Pharaoh wants off with his head. Pharaoh wants to take him out, right? He wants to kill Moses. So what, what does Moses do, right? Um, well, we see Moses, when Moses tried to take, uh, tried to have, find justice in his own hand, he ends up fleeing for his life, okay? He ends up fleeing for his life. And Moses flees to Midian. And there he meets his wife, Zipporah, and, uh, and he meets, uh, and, and, and he becomes a shepherd, right? Uh, um, he, he shepherds um, Jethro's flock, the high priest, okay? His father-in-law. In the meantime, in, verse, uh, in chapter 2, verse 23, we see that God hears the cry of his people to rescue them from slavery. Now in chapter 3, um, while Moses is um, shepherding the flock of like Jethro's flock, right? He's bringing them uh, to the mountain of, uh, of, of Horeb, right? And um, there God encounters Moses, right? We, we heard, a lot of us heard the story, the, the burning bush that wasn't really burnt, bone, uh, burning, but Moses, Moses sees this, this fire along this bush, and, and, he, and, he's, and he's, uh, he's curious, and he's coming, but God, uh, and God's calling out Moses, Moses, and, and God ends up, and you, and you can read it right here, you can skim, you'll see that God's like, this is, you know, um, stop where you are. Don't come any closer, right? Um, the ground you're standing is holy ground. So now Moses is in, in the presence of God, knows he's in the presence of God. And, and, and he, in all, like, wow, this is holy ground. You got to take your sandals off. God's like, take your sandals off. This is holy ground. So Moses is like, oh, my goodness. Like, he's there, like, in the presence of God, right? And so God approaches Moses. Why? Because God's seen the affliction of his people, Israel. God, we're going to talk about uh, so God saw the affliction of his people, but what God is doing is God is, uh, God is revealing to Moses. You'll see later on, God's revealing to Moses his plan to deliver them. He sees his people in, ex- in exile. He, well, he sees his people in slavery. He sees, his, he sees the affliction, and the cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. Okay? And we're going to go to verse 7. Verse 7. The Lord said, I've surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their suffering. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. And now, behold, the cry of the people of Israel 
has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. So God, God is approaching Moses, right? An angel of the Lord appears to Moses, right? And God is talking, and God is telling Moses, all right, I see my people and they're afflicted, right? So God's revealing to Moses his whole plan to deliver his people. And um, and he and and and, and here's what, what God says in, in eight, verse eight. We'll see verse eight. Okay, look at verse eight. And God, but but this is what God, this is God's plan. So God says, and I have come down to deliver them, right? We're focused on God saying, I'm seeing this affliction, but and I, I have come down to deliver them, to deliver them. So this is what Moses is probably doing, right? This is what Moses, bear with me, this is what Moses, it's like, shoo. God's talking, God, Moses is hearing everything God's saying, right? And God's talking about the, what God, Moses is hearing um, how God is talking about, he, how he's going to come down and deliver his people. We're talking about how their people are in, uh, in slavery and, and, and their cries reaching up to him. And, and, and then God says in verse 8, and so God says in verse 8 that I, that Moses, I mean, that God, I will deliver my people, right? And so Moses, Moses is like, oh, wow. One would think, oh, wow, God, you're going to come in. Moses would think, oh, wow, God, you're going to come and you're going to you're going to save the day. So Moses is like, yes, God, you do your thing, man. You come, you save us. You do your thing, right? But then verse 10 comes. Everybody say verse 10. Verse 10 comes. And here in verse 10, Moses, Moses gets this. After God just said, I will come down and deliver them, right, out of the hand of the, of the, of the, out of the, hand of the Egyptians. In verse 10, God says, come, I will send you. I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Wow. So, so Moses is like, wow, well, I thought you just said you're going to do it. What, what are you talking about me? I thought you just said you. God just said, I, I'm going to come deliver my people. I'm over here sitting back. And Moses sitting back like, man, I'm, I'm just sitting feet kicked up, propped up, man, having a good time. Probably, probably, you know, have some orange juice on the side doing this thing, right? And, and, and God said, no, 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 listen, Moses, I have a huge plan to deliver my people. That's my plan, to deliver them. I am their deliverer. I'm the creator. I'm going to deliver. I love them. I'm going to come and save them, rescue them. I heard their cry. But Moses, here's my plan, right? Here's my plan. I'm going to do the delivering. I'm the one who's doing the delivering. But here, Moses, you don't get to sit back. Put your feet back down. Get back up. I got a plan for you. I've been prepping you for this your whole life. I got a plan. So God is calling out to Moses, saying, come. God is calling. He has this huge call for Moses. And Moses at this time is like, oh, my goodness. This, he's probably thinking in his mind, this, this calling is huge. Um, we all know this is way too big for him, right? Way too big. How on earth? Land of water. Way too big, right? How on earth is Moses going to, is Moses, is Moses going to do this? Well, so here's what Moses says. Here's what Moses says, right? But Moses said to God, who am I? So let's back up again. What? So God is calling out to Moses. 
And just like God often calls out to us, his, his children, and this ain't the first time God calls out God's to his children. God calls out to his children all the time when we feel him calling. So just like Moses, many of us, um, we, God is like saying, okay, I know you've learned to swim in the shallow end. Now come a little deeper, right, where your feet can't touch the bottom. I have a plan to deliver my people, and I have given you a part. Come out from your hiding place, your safe zone. My plan for you can't fit inside your box. You need to come out. I'm calling you to trust, calling for your obedience, calling for your complete surrender to my good and perfect will. And that's what God is doing here with Moses and, and, with, with, and with us. And this is, what, this is what Moses says, right? This is what Moses says. Who am I? But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of God, um, bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Moses question, who am I? Let's look at that question for a little bit. Who am I? Everyone say, who am I? Or not just the kids. Say, who am I? Well, this is what God didn't do. God, God didn't come out here and say, Moses, you know what? I'm going to tell you who you are, man. You're just strong and mighty warrior, man. You're great, man. You're, you're going to do wonderful things, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you how great and I'm going to tell you how great and strong and mighty you are, right? God didn't come out to Moses and say all that, did he? Hmm? No. Kids say no. Come on, kids. Come on, kids. Say no. There we go. I like it. All right. Thank you, man. God bless you. So, so God didn't come out and say, and, and, and just, God didn't come out and say that. No. Let me get back to where I was. Who am I? Who am I? Wow, so God's answer, God's answer, we're going to see it real quick, okay? Real quick, we're going to see it real quick, the next verse. God's answer, it didn't focus on on who Moses was. God didn't come out and say, oh, Moses, this is who you are. This is why you're capable of doing this. This is why I'm sending you. This is what you're going to do. No. God came back. After Moses is saying, okay, who am I? Moses is focusing on himself. At this point, Moses is feeling the weight of God's calling all on him. At first, he, at first it seemed like God was going to do it all himself because God said in verse 8, I will deliver my people from Egypt. And now, and now it seems like in verse 10, God's saying, oh, but come, now I'm going to send you to Pharaoh, right? You're going to go to Pharaoh, the, the ruler, the ruler of Egypt. You're going to go to Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, right? And you're going to deliver I'm going to send you there. You're going to help deliver my people. And now Moses feels the weight of the calling. This, God, this is too big. And, and we all felt come to the time we're like, God, man, we feel your calling, but this is too big. How on earth am, going to, am I going to do this? How on earth will I accomplish your will? But this is, this is what he says right here. Verse, um, verse 11. But I, let's back up, let's back up. So 10. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Verse 11. (laughs) Verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children out of Israel? And then 12, he said, here's how God answers. But I will be with you. Somebody say, God's presence is enough. 
Now this time, I want you to say it with some confidence, with some boldness, with some assurance as the children of God. Say, God's presence is enough. There we go. I like that one. Someone over there. I like it. God's presence is enough. All right? God says, I, God says, but I will be with you. And so, and so what we would think, we would think, oh, wow, God, you're going to, I mean, you're here going to tell, tell Moses about, what he, about who he is. No, God doesn't tell Moses who he is. God points back to himself. See, when Moses is pointing to himself and saying, okay, God, you have this calling for me um, to, to go out. You're calling me to do this. How can earth, can I do that? I, I see him, I'm sure coming. God doesn't even say, God doesn't even say oh, yeah, you're sure. I mean, God knows he's, he, 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 he can't speak and he can, you know, can't do a lot. of. God knows his shortcomings. God knows our shortcomings. He, he's quite um. I mean, he's quite familiar with our shortcomings. And so a lot of us are, right? Some of us don't know our shortcomings, but, but God knows our shortcomings. And so um, God, and so what God did is, is he pointed back to himself. And see, this is the light bulb for me when God said, but I will be with you. And, and this is God as the creator. This isn't someone just normally... This is some random person saying, I'm going to be with you as you do this. This is God, the creator, the one who created all things, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, right? He has all power over all things. This is God saying, of creation, saying, I will be with you. Don't worry. And this isn't the first time he said it, and it definitely isn't the last time he said it. And I was, as I was studying this, I saw so many different times in Scripture where God went, where, where God said that I will be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you. I mean, you can you can almost like open up any you can open up any book in, in the Bible, and you're gonna find as you keep reading that God is telling His people after He's given them a calling to do something, He is confirming to His people that His that His presence will be enough for them. That He's gonna be with you. He's gonna be with you. We, we can look at. I mean, you talk about Joshua. You talk about you talk about David. You talk about the disciples, right? When 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 Jesus is, is even is even leaving, right, and uh, ascending back to heaven, right, and and now, um, and now the, the disciples are like, what in the world are we gonna do, right? But God comes back and and he and he gives them the whole great um, commission to go out, right, uh, into all the world, spread the good news, right. And so they have that commission, and and at that time the disciples would have been like, oh man, this is way over my head, God, you're. Your, your will for my life is, is crashing over my head. How can on earth can we do this? And, and God's saying, no, man, you're going to do greater things than, than these. And, and he's talking about how, um, he's talking about the calling he has for us, and it's great. But after that, God always says, I will be with you. And that is the promise that we can hold on to, that God is with us and that his presence is enough. Somebody say, God's presence is enough. I love it. Family Sunday. Awesome. God's presence is enough. And so we see, we, we notice back in, in Moses' story that when he tried to took, take matters into his own hands um, and killed that, that Egyptian, um, he ended up fleeing for his life to Midian. But God used it for his good, all right? And God often does that, uses things for our situations for, for his good. And although Moses' effort proved to be uh, insufficient to accomplish anything, God's presence working through him was all he needed. It was enough to accomplish God's will. 
And we see in, throughout, throughout the, the scripture, um, throughout Exodus, how God is with Moses, how God is with his people. And, and we see still Moses is, is having this struggle throughout that we're not going to get to today, but, but we see Moses still having this struggle, this, this struggle of, of, of like, okay, God, I see what's out in front of me, but I know your promise, and sometimes it's hard. We can't really see past what we, what we see in front of us. We can't see past the obstacles in front of us, but God's saying, listen, you need to focus your mind on my, on my presence and, and, and not, your, not your shortcomings, not that obstacle. We have to focus again on God and on his presence in our lives. Somebody say God's presence is in us. <laughs> Amen. So, so today, um, today, I want to encourage all of us, right, as God's word is encouraging me, um, as God's word is enc- encouraging me to go out wherever we are. You know, th- th- there's a lot of people in, in, in our uh, congregation um, in both services, and, and we cover a lot of grounds, don't we? We cover a lot of grounds. Imagine some are going out as, as um, some are policemen, some are teachers, you know, some, you know, some are ministers of God's word, some are nurses. Uh, you have so many people going out doing, uh, into their own fields, right? Some are farmers. Some, you, you are doing some amazing things. You're gifted in your own way, right? God, God has gifted you, right, to do something, to, to accomplish something, right? And so as we go out, I want to encourage I want to encourage all of us um, as we go out and we're digging to God's word and, and we're leaning on him, right? We're to seek his will. And, 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 and when you, his will was all in here, you're going to see his will. And every time we get closer to God, we're going to see him calling us, calling us into something that's deeper, something way above our heads that we can't do on our own, all right? And so as we go into the deep end, Right? First of all, I encourage us to go in the deep end with God. Don't stay in the shallow and just in the, just in the little kitty area with God. Let's go in the deep end. Let's, let's, let's allow his waves to crash over us. Let's be completely where he wants us, completely dependent on him, not in ourselves, right? Not in, not in our accomplishments nor our shortcomings. But I encourage us as we go out, right, in all that we do, right, as teachers, coaches, coworkers, businessmen, farmers, anything that we do, as the children of God, to be, hand, to be the hands and, and feet of Jesus, to go out and, and, and into the ways with God. Amen? And, and, and know, that, know that his presence is in us. His presence was with Moses and was with many people in, in God's word, was with uh, old Billy Graham, was with many, so, so many different people, um, uh, and, and a lot of people that, that we know of today are, are some who just passed away. And, and um, I think of like Julie James and there's so many people who passed who, who I'm, 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 I go to the funerals and, and, and I'm so encouraged by their life of serving God. And there's people like our brothers and sisters like them. And so many people here in this congregation, right? Um, God is with us. And, I, and I'm saying just go out and just know that God's presence is in us. All right? Someone say God's presence is in us. God's presence is in us. All right.